0: Training camp is here. The preseason is next week. Let's go. Football is back. And you're watching it on the Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara. Turn up your volume.
1: Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to the sick, the sick Podcast with Andy McNamara, the sickest Cleveland Browns podcast. Oh, cut back by Chubb. He's
0: to the 10. He's still running to the five. He dips outside left. He's going in. Touchdown. What a run. Nick Chubb.
1: It's going to be sick. sick. sick, sick. Hey,
0: everybody. Andy McNamara with you. Oh, I'm pumped to be back pumped of you at the Browns are finishing up at the green briar in West Virginia and the preseason it's next week. The hall of fame game is next week. The Browns get that extra preseason game. That means we're one step closer to football. That means we're one step closer to September and this Brown season getting underway. Make sure you're following us on social media at sick pod Browns on Twitter or X or whatever the hell it's called now at Andy MC 81 Instagram as well at Andy MC sports follow along there. TikTok. Also, and click subscribe. Okay, we're right there. We got a whole bunch. We got the team shop. We got some betting stuff in the show description. So make sure you're checking that out. Click those notifications on and share this as well. Get your Browns questions in too. Fantasy football season is right around the corner also. So we're going to be getting into some fantasy football talk, some sports betting talk. Matt Humans from VEASAN. will stop on in a few minutes to go over some futures bets, some division. We'll go through some of the storylines around the AFC North, and the NFL, notably a pretty serious, well, potentially serious injury to Joe Burrow, not as serious as it could have been when he was carted off, that could affect the Browns week one. So we'll get into that. Let's talk about the Browns training camp, okay? Preseason, we're working our way back in. It's been a slow ramp up for Kevin Stefanski, very methodical, planned out, he's been upfront about it, and has said, "Look, I, we're we're working the guys in. This is a retreat, bonding, whatever. They went, you know, fishing and skeet shooting and touring a bunker in West Virginia, Cold War bunker. Sounds amazing. A uh, 200 year old golf course, whatever it might be. But they're getting work in. And the the Friday pads individual drills. Saturday is going to be team pad drills to finish it off. Then they leave after a morning workout on Sunday. Some notables: Amari Cooper." After missing the whole week with a minor tweak, quote, minor tweak, lower body injury, was back on Friday, easing his way in. Again, Amari Cooper doesn't need a training camp. Amari Cooper's fine. Okay? Guys like Amari Cooper, Nick Chubb, they're fine. The guy who's really popping to me, folks, Elijah Moore. And we talked about it before we had the little summer hiatus. But Elijah Moore, the stock just keeps rising. I know it's against air. Training camp, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. He's talking about the chemistry being built. Deshaun Watson's talking about the chemistry. You can see it on the field. On Thursday, there was a, a drill where he essentially broke the ankles of Denzel Ward, the double move, snatching the ball out of the air. And the extension, the route running. This is a guy, remember, folks, that the Browns got second round pick, but they also got the Jets third round pick back, and he's someone who was something to prove rookie deal still ascending two years left on that rookie deal and wants to get the stink of the New York Jets organization off of him. This is a, a, a player where you have Amari Cooper, obviously is the number one, but the variety that they're using Elijah Moore, I'm going to put my fantasy football hat on here for a sec as well. The variety that they're using him where Initially, we were thinking, okay, well, it's Nick Chubb at running back, and then it would be Jerome Ford underneath. And while I think in running downs and for a breather, that's still technically true, it's different in that we're seeing Elijah Moore lined up in the backfield, doing sweeps, end arounds, flanking out of the backfield to catch passes, as well as lining up outside, inside. This is a true weapon that you can put anywhere. And so when I'm thinking of chemistry being built, what if an injury occurs to another receiver and just somebody who can make an impact? Elijah Moore, I don't think is being talked about enough. When it comes to fantasy football, I'm looking at it right here. His average draft position is ADP is the 47th wide receiver taken overall, 114th overall in general. He's behind guys like Juju Smith-Schuster for the Patriots. I'm, I'm done with Juju, especially with Mac Jones. Stop it. Yeah, Mac Jones versus Deshaun Watson, quarterback Done. Come on. Quentin Johnson of the Chargers, okay? Good for Justin Herbert getting paid. That's a, that's a contract. By the way, side note, where's everybody who dumping on the Deshaun Watson contract, still fully guaranteed, and none of these other contracts are, but the amount of money, and if you're a quarterback in the NFL, if you're a quarterback, you're getting that cash. If you're good, you're getting that money. Even if it's not officially guaranteed, you're getting that money. So we see big contracts for Justin Herbert being thrown around Lamar Jackson. No one says boo. And they dump on the Browns for Deshaun Watson. Anyway, you have Elijah Moore behind guys Quentin Johnson of the Chargers. Okay. Michael Thomas of the Saints. We haven't been able to trust Michael Thomas in fantasy football in like three years. Pass. Cortland Sutton of, of Denver. Maybe Gabe Davis of Buffalo. Up and down. Maybe overall in the season could be better, but you're going to have roller coaster weeks there. Brandon cooks in Dallas, Brandon cooks. Can he stay healthy? No. And he's ahead of guys like Odell Beckham jr. Obviously, but you put Elijah Moore in a PPR points per reception format There, you put him in a PPR situation where the touches count. That's what I'm looking at. The touches catches handoffs, tosses, extended runs. Elijah Moore just keeps jumping off the page to me. He just keeps jumping off the page. So good news again, Amari Cooper back from the tweak backup linebacker. Um, with a lower body injury Adams and uh, people are just, it doesn't seem like it, the str- there's. it's not that strenuous yet. Hopefully everything is fine coming off of the padded again, individual padded practices Friday and it goes to team, the first team uh, padded practice on Saturday. So you have that, but really overall, it seems pretty smooth. One guy I am concerned with, folks, okay, we're looking at the Browns depth chart here, and we'll get the official one before they play the Jets in the Hall of Fame game on Thursday, August 3rd, is if we're looking at Dewan Jones out of Ohio State, draft pick from this year. Folks, I'm getting a little nervous. Love the pick the size, former basketball player, the agility, the athleticism. The guy's 6'8". But my concern comes with, with these wind sprints, the discipline this is a guy who's being yelled at by Bill Callahan and OTAs. He missed two days with an illness after running gassers and being completely blown up. Is this guy going to be in shape? Is this guy going to be able to be relied on as a backup? Because if someone goes down, you're relying on James Hudson and Dewan Jones. Really? Right. A little bit of Drew Forbes, I guess at guard, but otherwise that's tough. If I'm Andrew Barry, who's had a phenomenal offseason, by all accounts, on paper, I'm looking for a veteran offensive tackle. Maybe that comes after cuts. Maybe that comes a little bit later on. But that's what I'm, I'm looking at. Right now, no surprises on the depth chart. Mari Cooper, number one. Elijah Moore, Donovan Peoples-Jones, David and Joke, of course, a tight end. Marquise Goodwin, of course, since last we spoke, out with blood clots. And we don't really know in in lungs and legs. So very scary. Glad that was caught. Hopefully he'll be able to be back because that's another guy who has had that chemistry was catching those bombs from Deshaun Watson. So we'll hopefully get him back and healthy. Uh, Anthony Schwartz was the other injured guy. Can we cut Schwartz already, folks? Come on. Come on. The guy can't stay healthy. He can't catch the ball. He's done. He's got to be. He's got to be done. Um, Other news, of course, Joe Burrow. Scary moment for the Bengals carted off. It was a calf injury. And depending on the severity, where you look at, you, you typically look, seems like the range two, three, four weeks, if it's bad. Um, White Teller, the Browns right guard had a calf injury that kept him out about four weeks last year. So maybe around there. In any case, it looks like he is going to be the week one starter uh, for the Bengals and be back and healthy if nothing else happens there which is good news. Joe Burrow is one of the exciting quarterbacks. You don't wish ill on anybody, but if he had to miss a game, I wouldn't mind if it was week one versus the Browns. So Burrow out there and the backup there, Trevor Simeon. I'd feel a lot, a lot better Trevor Simeon than Joe Burrow. Although Joe Burrow has only beaten the Browns once. Remember, right? Most of those with Baker Mayfield, but the rest of the time. haven't been able to beat him outside of that one, one occasion last year. So We'll see as camp winds down. So they'll come back. The Browns will leave uh, West Virginia, leave the Greenbrier on Sunday, come back to Berea and then get cooking. They'll practice August 1st, day off. And then August there's is that Hall of Fame game. Also across the board, we are not going to see any starters. If you wanted to see Aaron Rodgers versus Deshaun Watson on the Hall of Fame field, which I've been on, by the way, played flag football for the fantasy football expo last year, which was tons of fun. If you're expecting that, you're going to be disappointed. No starters, not even Josh Dobbs' backup. We're going to be seeing Kellen Mond and DTR, uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, the, the rookie quarterback, share the duties in that opening exhibition game. And it looks like, from different reports, the Browns will play. Now, the amount still unknown, but that Deshaun Watson and the first-team units will play in the second game and the fourth game. The third is when they practice with Philadelphia all week. That's where they'll get the main reps in and don't want... Uh, the starters really to get that extra exposure in the game. If you get significant time in for, especially Deshaun Watson and the ones game two and game four, I'm fine with that. Cause after that game four, remember you have 15 days off. You don't want too much of a time because otherwise you're going to be, you're going to be hung up. You're going to be more rust. Deshaun Watson needs more reps than anybody continue. You got to hit the ground fast this season, fast. Bengals started 0-2 last year after Joe Burrow missed some time. It was with the uh, appendicitis, the apodectomy, whatever. But they started 0-2. If you can catch the Bengals flat-footed, you go up that rare 1-0 and for this Browns team. So very important. Overall, looking good. Deshaun Watson looking nice in practice. Not a lot of success in the red zone, but 7-on-7 seven seven drills. Well, we're not going to panic. We're going to see how that progresses as we go. Okay, so that's the Browns news. Make sure you're following us on Twitter, at SickPodBrowns, at AndyMC81. Click follow. Any Browns questions? me up comments how do you think the team's going to do this your deal like how the player distribution is going to be the usage during the exhibition season let me know in the comments and on social media now let's bring let's talk a little nfl betting let's talk some futures let's look ahead because as the preseason goes so does the betting and i'm getting i'm starting to salivate i'm starting to feel that 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 little that that itch to say let's get into some nfl betting some nfl football and we bring in Matt Humans from VEASAN to talk about that and, and really dive in and take a look at things as we hear storylines and contract extensions and injuries come in throughout this NFL offseason. Matt, welcome. How are you?
1: Andy, good to be here today, man. I'm impressed that you actually played flag football in the pro football Hall of Fame field. Were you <laughs> on the winning team?
0: It was a lot of fun. I will say this. The way the tournament was, uh, Matt, you had four, four downs. To try to get a first down, our team went four and
1: out. And that was it. No one got hurt, though. Oh, that's it? Okay. <laughs> that was it. Hey, the Browns, offense, that was it. <laughs> the Browns the, you know, the Browns offense did that too many times when Deshaun Watson was quarterback last year, too.
0: Yes. Yes. We were emulating the Browns from last, from last season. Yes. A heck of a time, though. It was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, thanks for jumping on. And let's look at some, some future bets uh, here. We're looking at the DraftKings Sportsbook when we look at division winners. And this is where, again, as we go from when those odds were first set to some injuries in training camp, and we look at the, the AFC North, the favorites, Bengals at plus 150, Ravens after that plus 220, Browns plus 380, and Steelers plus 425. Does that seem right to you? Or How are those numbers shaping out to you so far for winning the AFC North?
1: I, I think the betting market's got it right. Uh, but, you know, again, where, where is there value in the AFC North? This is the toughest division in the NFL, most likely yeah. top to bottom. And I think it's equally tough to predict. Uh, the Bengals deserve to be the favorites, of course. They won eight in a row to finish last season to get to 12 and four. Lamar Jackson's back. Ravens probably going to look like a little bit different team. Steelers had a great run at the end of the year. You know, they're always going to be right there in contention, probably around an eight and nine or nine and eight type of team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then how, how much better are the Browns going to be in Deshaun Watson's? Second go around here. I think that's a mystery to pretty much everybody at this point. So I don't, see, I don't see much value in betting a division winner here. I think it's a very difficult division to predict.
0: I, I agree. It's, I, they could cannibalize each other, especially the win yeah. totals, right? I think the Browns are at um, nine and a half. Like you could have, you potentially, Matt, you could have a division winner win this thing with 10 games and only one team makes the playoffs despite all the talent.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, when you look at the win totals, Bengals are set at 11 and a half. I would actually lean under on that, even though I like the Bengals a lot this year. This is the mm-hmm. first time in my life, Andy, I'm picking the Bengals to win the Super Bowl. I've never done this. I'm about 50 years old. So I'm wow. picking the Bengals as a Super Bowl winner. I thought they should have beat the Chiefs mm-hmm. in the playoffs last year. And really, uh, Joe Burrow is knocking on the door you got to think at some point here he's going to knock it in. I think the Bengals have had a really good offseason. But having said that, that doesn't mean the Bengals are going to win 12 or 13 games at, You know, coming out of this division because, like you said, cannibalizing each other is what I think these teams are probably going to do. Uh, would it stun me if the Browns won the division? No, of course not. The Browns were 7-10 and 10 last year. But if you don't choke away that week two game against the Jets – if you don't lose a game, what is, I think maybe in week five against the Chargers should have won that game. Yeah. Against Atlanta, season. two. Yeah. yeah, losing to Atlanta. Then, you know, late in the season, losing a home game to the Saints. There's just a lot of things. A 7-10 and 10 record could have easily been 10-7, and seven, but the Browns just didn't have their act together uh, last year. You know, hopefully, for their sake, it's a different story this time. Steelers are expecting a lot of growth out of Kenny Pickett. And I, I actually think the Steelers made some improvements in the offseason, too. I like them a little bit better than most. And, now, you know, the Lamar Jackson situation is going to be at 180 from what it was last year. So, man, this division is, uh, I hate to throw a cliche out there, but it, it is tough, as tough as the $2 stake. that uh, huh. often said, right? It, it's it's the toughest yeah. one in the league. And I think it's a little bit tougher than the AFC East, which looks pretty damn tough from top to bottom, too. But, uh, the win total for the the Ravens at ten probably wouldn't touch that. Like I said, I lean under eleven and a half on the Bengals. It's going to be tough to get to twelve wins mm-hmm. coming out of here. Uh, I'm seeing the Browns at nine at several spots in Vegas. I think that's probably set about right. The Browns should be at least a nine win team. They could win ten. I'm not going to bet that win total. And then the Steelers, you've got an eight and a half or nine. I would not bet over. Uh, I would not bet over on the Steelers. But it's not going to surprise me if they get there either. So. Uh, There's, I I would say, Bengals are my pick to win the division. But this division is going to be, like you said, uh, probably a traffic jam between the top four, you know, all four teams, and there's not going to be much separation here. And let's not forget, I heard you mention the Bengals started zero and two last year. They were four and four until they won their final eight games to get to twelve wins, you know. So it took a long winning streak just to get to twelve last year. Of course, they had one game thrown out against the Bills late in the season. I thought the Bengals were gonna win right. that one. So I, I, you could say they were gonna be a 13-win team, but I, I think the Bengals won eleven or twelve. It's it's tough to find much betting value in this division unless you have a lot of com, you know, a lot of belief, a lot of conviction in one of these teams, you know, overachieving as uh, relative to the betting market. Right.
0: In conversation with Matt Humans from VEASAN. VEASAN, the sports betting network, the first 24-7 broadcast network dedicated exclusively to sports betting. They deliver all the news and analysis sports fan need to inform their wagering decisions at VEASAN.com. You can follow Matt on Twitter at Humans247. All right, Matt. So we talk about how, Matt, nah, probably not much value and it's a tough division, the AFC North. What's a division you like? What's a division, a team you see some value in? Because as good as, let's say, the, the AFC North is, I think you could go the other way with how bad, let's say, the NFC South is. I'm like, I don't want to touch that one either. Is there is there a division you like? You're like, okay,
1: that, that, that number is kind of reaching me. Yeah, you hit on something there because I've heard, you know, you listen to some of these sports talk shows or you're watching, and everybody – it seems like everyone's assuming the Saints are going to win the NFC South, and I'm not assuming that. I I think the, you know, the Falcons team we mentioned, they weren't very good last year. They were decent. Uh, But watch the Falcons? That could be a team on the rise in that division because that's a bad division. What's Dennis Allen ever proven as a head coach – when was the last time Derek Carr got to the playoffs and yeah. won a game? In fact, if you watch the Raiders-Saints game in New Orleans last year, Derek Carr did not get the Raiders offense past midfield, okay? Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of people tend to forget that. Raiders got shut out in that game, and they didn't get past midfield until the final two minutes with the backup quarterback. And now Derek Carr is going to ride in and be the, the savior for the Saints. Right. I'm not sure that's going to. You know, the Saints are a solid team. They deserve to be the favorites because all all the other teams are unproven. The Buccaneers could be pretty bad. But watch out for Bryce Young and the Panthers. Uh, He's a smart quarterback who's not going to commit a lot of turnovers, not going to make a lot of mistakes to hurt his team. I think the Panthers are going to have a shot. But the Falcons, the wise guys are gravitating to the Falcons, I'll tell you that. As the Mm -hmm. uh, Chief picked when the NFC South, a little bit of value, a little bit more than two-to-one odds. And I do think the uh, the Saints are fragile favorites in the NFC South, and the AFC South. I want to hit on this one because I think the Jaguars are the most overrated team in the betting market in the NFL right now. Because if you look at the Jags at the end of last season, they had to win five games in a row just to get to nine and eight in a terrible division. Yeah, in the playoffs week eighteen. As you know, they had to beat Joshua Dobbs, who was a starting quarterback for the Titans. And Tennessee now back probably, with the Browns. Yeah. Tennessee <laughs> probably should have won that game. Dobbs gets sacked, stripped. That turns the game. Jags win it, go to the playoffs. They trail the Chargers 27-0. And, of course, the Chargers do what only they can do. They choke off a 27-0 lead. But I'm not going to give the Jaguars too much credit for that late season five-game win streak against mostly bad teams and bad quarterbacks. To get to nine and eight in a bad division, now all of a sudden everybody's assuming, well, the Jaguars are going to take the next step. They're going to be contenders. Trevor Lawrence is an elite quarterback. Well, okay, there's some exciting pieces, I think, on that offense. But you know, you got to get past the skill position talent. Sometimes look at what else is out there. The Jaguars got a lot of questions and potential problems on their offensive line. Their defensive line has a bunch of underachievers. Their secondary is soft, and they got a tougher schedule. Uh, this year, so I think the Jags take a, a step back instead of the step ahead. A lot of people think, and then if you rewind two years, which team was number the number one seed in the AFC? Not many remember it was the Titans. So Mike Vrabel is a much better coach as an underdog, and I like the De- I like this uh, Tennessee pick even before the DeAndre Hopkins pickup. Uh, you know, a week or two ago, I like the Titans more now, but I like them. To win the division anyway. I bet the Titans a 4 to 1 odds, a plus 425 and plus 450. I bet it three times to win this division. Really? Well, they drafted Peter Skronsky for Northwestern, who I thought was the best run blocker in the draft. And they that was a key draft pick, too, because I still mm-hmm. think they're going to try to control the game on the ground with Derrick Henry and the rushing attack. But Ryan Tannehill's probably facing his last dance in Nashville, right? This is his yeah. contract year. He's got a Put up numbers. Vrabel does not want to go with the rookie quarterback. He's gonna go with Tannehill. Now you got Hopkins opposite Traylon Burks. I think you got more of a threat of the pass, which is gonna help the running game. T- Titans had the number one run defense in the NFL last year. And hmm. I-, I do think they've done some things to shore up the back end of that defense. Tennessee's a sleeper. That's my pick to win the AFC South. And essentially, I thought you were getting great value there because at four to one odds or plus 450, which is nine to two. You're talking about theoretically betting the second best team and watch the two team race. Colts are not going to win the division, you wouldn't think, no. right? No. Texans are not going to win that division, so it's hell no, Jaguars or Titans. So I, I like that Titans pick, I think that's one of the best value picks to win a division uh, in the NFL. Interesting,
0: and you've bet that three times. Right now, I'm seeing on the DraftKings Sportsbook plus 350 for the Titans. So. Matt's been it three times. I, I, I'm you're, you're convincing me, man. I'm, uh, you know, I'm looking at that. That's, that's something I'm gonna have to think about. I want to hit on this with you. You, we all heard the Sean Payton. Wow. Uh, a pipe bomb drop. It, it, it just burying Nathaniel Hackett, burying the team last year, essentially. Um, you'd have to think the man is doing it for calculated purposes off the top. It just seems like this is, this is not great. Uh, Maybe it's to distract from Russell Wilson, put the attention on him. Whatever the case might be, you're obviously in a division with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, tough. The Chargers—they'll—they'll they'll choke away in the key moments, but they're tough. The Raiders. Eh. Where do the Broncos fit into this? I'm not even talking about the division. Just maybe, Wintos Just overall. Like, what do you think of the Broncos with Sean Payton at the helm?
1: Well, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about the Broncos. I, I do think they're gonna probably take a step up. I mean, you can't get any worse than what they looked like last season. They got swept by the Raiders, and the Raiders finished 6-11, and and they swept the Broncos. Uh, so Sean Payton did walk his comments back a little bit today. I don't know if you saw that press conference. He apologized, said he regretted it, didn't mean to say all those negative things. Too late. Him. Yeah, I know. He said too he late now. To those, he didn't mean to say all those negative things about other coaches, but, hey, you said it. Right. We know you were thinking it and you just yes. have say it. You can't you can't apologize about it. Apologize for it after the fact. But I think what he's also doing, standing up for his guy. Right. He's trying to say, hey, Russell Wilson didn't deserve all the blame. There was a lot of BS going on around mm-hmm. him. And uh, he's this is part of the process of trying to build up Russell Wilson's confidence and saying that this is going to be a new look offense, total, totally new operation, you know, a new set of expectations and all of that stuff. Uh, let's face it, Sean Payton's got a huge contract. He's got all the power. He's a little egomaniac. Yeah. Uh, but, he, you know, he is he is probably going to turn things around in Denver, and I would expect the Broncos to be an 8-9 nine or 9-8 nine and eight type of team this year in the Raiders, in the basement, in the AFC West, which, is again, well, a year ago we were talking about how tough the AFC West was going to be when Russell Wilson got there. And, of course, he bombed in Denver, and the Raiders were bad. Derek Carr had a poor year. Chargers did win 10 games last year. I mean, if you mm-hmm. look at the Chargers on paper, you're always – it seems every year you look at the Chargers on paper and say, wow, this team could be a sleeper. They could be a sleeper. Right. <laughs> and they never get there. But with Justin Herbert, who's 25 and 24 as a starter, I think he's got a much better supporting cast around him this year. And, um, you know, with Kellen Moore as offensive coordinator, I expect the Chargers to throw the ball vertical more often. Last year it was too much of a dink and dunk offense. Mm-hmm. And the offensive coordinator can make a big difference for Kellen Moore. So I do like the Chargers this year, uh, and I do like the Broncos. The Raiders are the one team, I think, where the arrow's pointing down. Uh, yeah. But we'll see. Every year you think, okay, is this the year where a couple teams can close the gap on the Chiefs in the division? And it doesn't happen. The Chiefs have won the AFC West seven straight years, yeah. and I would not bet against it being eight, but I do think the Chargers and Broncos are going to uh, give the Chiefs uh, a challenge.
0: And last one for you here, Matt. While the AFC is it's tough, it's good. We're going to see some good teams miss the playoffs from Wild Cut. However, you flip that in the NFC, and boy, we <laughs> talked about the NFC South. That's not scaring anybody. The NFC West has tons of question marks. The East, okay. The North is in transition. Um, it look, like I want to try to go away from the Eagles being the obvious choice to get back to the Super Bowl, but I can't really find a path where that happens without injury. Can you?
1: No, it's, it's difficult. So, Andy, last year I was doing a, a bunch of shows like this over the summer, and I was touting – on every show I was doing, I was touting the Philadelphia Eagles and Jalen Hurts, and that's mm-hmm. no lie. I did, And I did this on V-SIN several times last summer. I bet the Eagles over the run total of eight and a half and nine. I bet the Eagles plus 185 to win the division. And I thought Jalen Hurts was going to take a big step up because, you know, you got to do your homework on some of these players. And Nick Saban talked about Hertz being the hardest worker, you know, he'd ever had at Alabama. And he's a coach's son. And you look at all these things, and his work ethic is off the charts. And I, I did think he improved his accuracy as a passer. And if you watched mm-hmm. him in his last season at Oklahoma, I thought he took big leaps in terms of throwing the ball. And I thought that um, he was a guy who could take the next step last year. Okay, well, that happened. But now there's no betting value in the Eagles anymore because they're the favorites in the NFC, and I can't right. even find a team that uh, I, I think can, can knock off the Eagles. The obvious choice a lot of people are going to point to is the San Francisco 49ers. But I don't like the 49ers as much as most. Okay, They, they lose mm-hmm. Mike McGlinchey, uh, offensive tackle, who's kind of the anchor of that line. He's going to be important. You lose D'Amico Ryan's your defensive coordinator. Okay, you can, you can replace the defensive coordinator if you have the personnel. I just think the, the quarterback situation is going to be still be a question mark. You know, Brock Purdy is not Tom Brady yet. He played five games at yeah. the end of last season, stepped in at the right time, has a lot of weapons around him, all the momentum's going his way. Actually. I thought if, if you look at the opponents, the 49ers played when Brock Purdy was quarterback it set up perfectly for him. Okay. He hasn't really had to face much adversity yet, aside from the injury that happened in the playoffs. Um, Kyle Shanahan, is it just me, Andy, or does he get a pass from the national media for a guy who played a big part in blowing two Super Bowls and an NFC championship game, and also traded a pile of assets to trade up to the number two pick to get Trey Lance, who's not even his quarterback now, two years later. Yep.
0: He's third on the depth chart Matt. He's behind Sam Darnold.
1: Right. I can't
0: believe that. You just think for aesthetics, you put him second. He's behind Sam Darnold. You're right. I think he does, he does get a pass. Um and, 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 yeah, it's like, okay, so, well, Brock Purdy, fun story, but now you're not catching anybody off guard. That's the difference. Right. Right? And I guess we could say the same thing a little bit, although I'm with you. I'm a total Jalen Hurts truther and believer for a while. Um, he's not catching anybody by surprise either. But the question is, okay, that's fine, but I'm not scared of Jordan Love at all. Cowboys, I guess, could always pop, consist maybe, but, like, I don't know. The, the Lions are plus 11. Lions are the fourth... The fourth best bet right now, plus 1,100, to win the NFC. And I'm not picking the Lions. So I don't know where the heck you go.
1: <laughs> no. You, you know what? I watched this uh, video that was circulating on Twitter last night. I don't know if you saw it about the Lions in their draft room when they were trading the number Let's six pick. They were, they were serious about taking Jameer Gibbs, running back from Alabama, at number six. And uh, they were nervous that if they traded the pick and moved down to 12, that somebody else was going to take Gibbs. Hmm. And um, you, you really, if you w- think about that thought process in the Lions' draft room, you got to wonder uh, how sharp these guys are in terms of personality. You're trading yeah. down to the 12 pick to take the number two running back on the board, and you're nervous that somebody else is going to jump up and take him. I don't know. Right? I don't think the Lions. I don't think the under, Lions understand value on a draft board, and I, I, I question that whole organization anyway. I know that they're a chic pick again, you know, team on the rise, a little bit like the Jaguars in the AFC, but uh, I've still got to see it to believe it in terms of taking that next step. Um, I would say don't sleep on the Packers. That's a a bad division. I think the Vikings are taking a big step back now. Jordan Love could be a bust. I don't believe in him to the extent that – I did Jalen Hurts a year ago, and when I was doing all those shows last year, every almost every host would say, oh, no, I don't like Jalen Hurts. I don't know about the Eagles. I don't like Hurts. Okay, well, if you say that about Jordan Love, I understand, because I'm not completely sold on Jordan Love either. But I do think when you look at what the Packers have done, talking about personnel, he's got a pretty good offensive line in front of him. They've done a great job in the last two drafts of taking uh, eight pass catchers, including you know wide receivers and tight ends. Eight of their last nine first-round draft picks have been on the defensive side. They've got a lot of young talent on that defense. It's got some potential. Like the Browns, they need to improve the run defense dramatically. Uh, but if Jordan Love steps in and plays well, I think the Packers are going to be one of the top three running offenses in the hmm. uh, NFL. You know, you look at um, A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones and that power running attack. That's going to that's be the motor of the Green Bay offense. Jordan Love's just going to play off of that. That's another thing, you know, you got to like about the Browns and Packers and teams like that. They can run the ball so well, they're going to be right there because they both have good offensive lines, too, talking about Cleveland and Green Bay. I think, you know, that will take some of the pressure off Jordan Love and who knows that Aaron Rodgers diva act, how that, you know, permeated the locker room, and that might have been a big negative. I'm not going to say addition by subtraction, but I think with Rodgers out of the locker room and all those distractions removed, Packers might be surprisingly good. Uh, maybe a 9-8 and eight type of team that could challenge an right. division. I'm just not completely sold on the Lions. I, it would not surprise me if you have a surprise winner in the NFC North. Uh, but as far as the NFC in general goes, I, I still like the Eagles. Uh, you know, on paper, they got better. They did get better in yeah. the offseason. And uh, I can't buy into the Cowboys. You mentioned it. Cowboys got a ton of talent again it's a situation that looks great on paper but are you buying big mike mccarthy as the play caller. that's another one i'm gonna see it to believe it
0: yeah yeah absolutely not no i'm I'm with you it it comes back to the eagles all things being equal um it looks like it's probably going to go that route that's interesting packers plus 400 right now to win the a of the
1: nfc north matt tell people where they can find you this was this was great thank you Uh, Just go to VSIN.com. We uh, got a ton of uh, betting content up there for the NFL. We got a preview magazine out. It's got previews and all sorts of futures picks and win total picks. And uh, we put that out a few weeks ago. So I'm excited, Andy, because uh, less than a week now, we got the Hall of Fame game and football's here. And you know, our entire world revolves around the football season. So We're past the slow days of the summer and we're finally a football season.
0: That's right, man. It is here. Cannot wait, Matt. Let's do this again soon. Thank you so much. Okay. You bet. Thanks, man. Thanks. There he goes. Matt humans from visa. you can get him on Twitter at Matt humans, two, four, seven. Interesting pick with the Packers as a, and I understand his point. It's not a, you know, sure thing guys. I got to be honest. I just can't believe in Jordan love at all, at all. But if They can protect him with that running game like Matt was saying. Dink and dunk it. He might not look terrible, but I think it's a total wash. Lions are the favorite in that NFC North. Yeah, man, that division is funky because, you know, you could say the Vikings plus 275, the Bears plus 400. That's just a transition stage. I don't know. Be kind of fun to see the Lions. I got nothing against the Lions there. You know, Dan Campbell, Mr. Bite the Kneecaps. It's kind of fun. But when you're looking at it, here's one thing to keep an eye on. Matt mentioned the Atlanta Falcons, and this is a a note. At plus 215, um, the Panthers, I think, are going to get off to a nice start because Bryce Young will look good, but he's too small. He's going to get hurt, or he's going to get figured out because he's so small. Buccaneers, Baker, I love you, but if you – well, one, if you don't beat out Kyle Trask, yikes, you're done. And even if you do, probably still kind of done. But the Falcons, their offense – listen to this. They're running, Arthur Smith is running this weird kind of like college system where it's almost positionless, where you'll have people lined up, obviously, at wide receiver, running back, tight end, but they'll flow. They'll move players in and out, and they have committees and this and Kyle Pitts outside, inside, and you have Desmond Ritter. And I look back at my draft notes coming out of the draft a couple years ago. Guy got sky-high marks on his smarts intelligence maturity it's got the size everything's there i think desmond ritter could surprise one more fantasy thing in q2 qb leagues um i'm not saying i want to rely on desmond ritter but he can move and if i'm late and i got one guy and i'm, I'm waiting i'm looking at other like if brock purdy's there or uh you know baker or who you know whoever pick your guy um I would take a flyer on Desmond Ritter in a 2QB league. I might even in 1QB leagues take him as a backup. I, my strategy, I always like to have in 1QB leagues a backup quarterback and a backup tight end just so I have the bye week coverage at two of the most uh, of the trickier positions. Might be looking at Desmond Ritter there. With the leg potential for him to run, that's a sneaky pick. So don't, don't sleep necessarily on the Falcons fantasy-wise or on the betting side. And for the Browns, why not? Plus 380, let's go, AFC North. Bengals, they're great. But Joe Burrow got hurt. I still don't believe in Lamar Jackson. Hopefully Odell Beckham Jr. blows them up internally like he did with Cleveland. And the Steelers, baby hand Kenny Pickett. They will always be tough with the defense in Mike tongue. They'll always be, you got to respect that. They'll always be, they're like the the Patriots now. Don't have a great quarterback. The B500, they're always going to be a tough out. But why not the Browns? And I take it. nine wins to get to 10. I think that's a great play. That's a pretty, that's a pretty smart play, I think, for the Browns to get more than nine wins. It's gonna be a tough division. Plus 380 for the Browns. I take it. And maybe uh with the win total, at least at the nine, you can go that way. All right, folks, there you go. Preseason next week. We get to watch NFL football on Thursday, August 3rd. That's real. That's coming. That's here. Fantasy football previews, more betting talk, and, of course, all the Browns goodness that you can swallow coming up on the show as we go. Make sure to keep an eye on those uh, YouTube shorts. Follow us on YouTube and uh, the show, the program, Twitter, Instagram, at sickpodbrowns, at andymcsports, on Instagram, at andymc81 on Twitter. Click below. In the uh, uh, show description, you'll see our merch shop. Lots of fun gear there. You'll see our betting links that you can go and get some great sign-up bonuses as well. So check those out. Click the notifications. Football next week. Thanks to Matt Humans. I'm Andy McNamara. You've been watching The Sick Podcast. Go Browns!
1: And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow The Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.